Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, learn to bend dust, turn your phone into a laptop, and unlock the secrets of this wooden book. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for the KickCast, the podcast about crowdfunding, where we go out and find projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I'm KT Data, and joining me is the other half of the show, the wonderful half of the show, or I'm, I'm going to just start calling you a world traveler from now on, the one and only Drew Tyler. How you doing today, man? I'm the world traveler. La, la, la. I'm good. Life is good. I'm happy to be here as usual. Yeah, I was, I was, I was jealous of your travels, and even more so after I saw you're like, oh, let's just go to California randomly. It was pretty. You, it was you, pretty wimmy. You're just that cool. So uh, yeah, no, it was pretty wimmy. I was just like, hey, well, we got to go. I got to be there for five hours on Tuesday. Let's just take the whole family. And we jumped in the car. We drove and we played and played and played and played. I worked a little and then we played some more and drove home. It was good. I, I love it, and I got have to give props to Peach that she's spontaneous like that because I know yes. some wives are like, no, we haven't ah. planned anything. This was I like this was like summer itch that was like wait a minute so this means that we could actually see the beach this summer and not spend an arm in a lake let's go like she was she was way down I, I love it and I, 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 don't tell her this but like I I, I am I've always had the picture of like you two like riding on a tandem bike down like a boardwalk somewhere <laughs> like, I, I just I just can see both of you doing that and I'm just oh, like, someday that, someday. And and so my man crush Andrew is continuing, guys. But if this is your first time here, so we start the show. Welcome time. to the show. Um, usually I stroke Drew's ego at the yep. beginning of the show because he's yep. awesome <laughs> on there. And then um, before we actually go into our projects, we have some news. So Drew, on our last couple episodes, we've kind of talked about how Indiegogo has kind of partnered up with Newegg and stuff to start their accelerators and stuff. Right. Um, right. Yep. And we're and. The question was like, who's gonna who's gonna partner up with uh, Kickstarter? And Kickstarter apparently has partnered up with Amazon, where they now actually have a um, landing page for their what do they call it? Their uh, like their projects their, we love. Their, 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 no, their Amazon Launchpad, which is uh, kind of like a mini incubator um, where they help you develop product and get it through, of course, the Amazon market um, on there and help you with developing. Now they actually have a full page. Of stuff made on Kickstarter that you can get there. Um, like this is stuff that has all gone through, got kickstarted, and is actually yeah, that available. Yeah, it's actually selling like the Oculus Rift here. That's mm. the familiar one. Um, what is this? Pyro Pet? Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, there are a lot. Like, ooh, the the Piper computer kit that runs on the Raspberry Pi. I think it's mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. That's there. Um, and so you can actually see that and see all the stuff out there. Um, I know this print was pretty cool. Um, do you remember this where it's kind of turned your iPhone into a Polaroid? Yes, can, that one's on there. Um, the Pebble, Print. of course. Um, these headphones, which I'm still skeptical about. <laughs> I don't this know is why. interesting. Yeah. So, a lot of these I never saw. Yeah, like I the guess. Jamstick. This is barely finished um, on there. That's pretty cool. And just like cool stuff like that. So, you know, I, I do like spending money. Well, okay. I don't like spending money, but, you know. I no, spend, you do. I, I spend you, money. You like to I, spend money. You do, you do it often. <laughs> I do it way too often, but yeah, um, on there. So I, I, I always love seeing these marketplaces because people are like, don't like most Kickstarters fail? No. It, and it's big enough where Amazon is selling some of these. Yeah, there's um, quite a few page. too. This is great. So, and I love what, what I love about this is that it also incorporates their reviews, right? So the yeah. review system on Amazon, I use that all the time. I'll walk through any other store and I'll just be like, 
what do people think of this thing? Yeah, and so this is great. Yeah, and this is the great thing about it is when we talk about building your community, if you look at most of these, they have like four or five stars mm-hmm. each, and that's because they built a good community. That community is helping them out um, out there. So that's always important on there. So kind of more tips that we actually have for project creators is our second news story. And we harp this. Drew harps this every single semester to all of students. And the ones that don't listen do very badly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm, I'm assuming so. <laughs> um, but Indiegogo actually has this article on their webpage on how being a great s- storyteller will make you a successful crowdfunder. Um, on there and that's kind of an important thing right Um, yes yes it is doesn't that like draw you in when you're looking at projects is when you find a good story yeah and the story has to be like yeah it just goes along with the project but also goes along with like the every man like this is and maybe it's as simple as like here's the problem here's the solution we have it and if you tie that into good story i think that works or even if it's a good like convincing story of hey this is why you need this um, or, or why you should believe in us, right? We came from this mm-hmm. position. So the story of the product itself or the story of the company, all the, the stories, stories engage, right? Stories just grab your hearts and just make you want to do something about it. That's what good story is all about. It brings you to action. Yeah, and I love it too because they also, it's not just about the creation of the project. They tell you, you know, it's like the characters because especially if you're not a well-known guy, um, out there, you gotta be able to tell your story to people, saying, "Hey, you can put your trust in me. I'm not gonna just take your money and disappear or make right, really right. bad mistakes." Um, that's that's part partially on there, um, and like just you know, you create conflict and resolution. Update your project backer, saying, "Hey, we ran into an issue because widget A kept on failing for some reason, so we went through the troubleshooting process trying to figure out why widget A failed." Um, and this is what we did, you know, and a lot of places, if you kind of do that, people tend to be more forgiving if you're a little delayed on delivering your project deliverables. Good, good story time. Agreed. Uh, on there. So, I, yeah, like before uh, we kind of go on to our next section, any last tips about storytelling that you want to have people go? Because you are one of the master storytellers of the world. What really works well, and I suppose it would also work well with projects is having, uh, again, think about things story-wise, like if you're doing, especially if you're doing like a video with your project, story-wise, it's having a beginning, a middle, and an end, but also having a hero, somebody that you can you can center around. TV news does this really well with all of their stories, because even in a minute and a half story, if they're talking about healthcare or you know insurance fraud or you know, something on a large scale, they still always bring it back and tell you a story about a single person that relates to everybody else. And so maybe that's the tip is to have a beginning, a middle end and a hero that takes you through. If you're doing that for your project itself. So there's my, there's my tip. See, Drew's dropping the knowledge bombs and he's my hero. He's the hero of this show. Let's be honest. It is always the journey about Drew discovering these projects as I show him them. This is brilliant. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> so that, that's my hero in the story. All <laughs> right. So before we jump into our big projects that we kind of, do more in-depth discussion about. I wanted to give two quick kick shouts to projects. Um, the first one is Fantasy Coin LLC. You've heard us mention them multiple yeah. times on there. They are friends of the show. Tim is a great guy. He actually just launched his other new project where he's doing legacy gaming coins this time. Um, and he's going bigger, badder than mm, before. This time he's 31 different themes that you can get on there. And he even shows you like you can get <laughs> shipped in this crate. And believe me, I've seen his coins in person. I have a couple of his coins 
um, on there. He actually gave me a super, super limited one that's only for Nerdtacular producers, but he had an extra one that he gave me. Uh, they're super high quality made. Make sure you guys just go check out Fantasy Coin, um, Legacy Gaming Coins this time, or Fantasy Coin LLC. Someday in the like the distant future, somebody's gonna like uncover a burnt down <laughs> house or something, find all of these like feudal Japan coin sets. <laughs> or or the ones with the dragons, and they're gonna be like they're gonna they're gonna make a whole like museum yeah, based yeah. on and they're gonna wonder why there's like space gems next to yep. rupee or something. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Um, these are awesome looking. Yep. And the next thing, Drew doesn't drink coffee, but I love coffee. And we actually interviewed these guys at CES this year. First build, they actually finally launched their Prisma cold brew coffee. Um, make sure you guys go check that out. You can make cold brew in 10 minutes. Hint, normally it takes a minimum of overnight to make it. So this is kind of pretty cool that you can mm. get it done in 10 minutes. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I may be back in that. Shout out. Yeah. All right. So now on to our major projects of the night. Drew, you do some cleaning, right, around the house because you are the perfect husband. Yeah, I, I certainly try my, you know, to keep up with the missus because she's very much cleaner than I am. We have these tolerance levels, and my tolerance is a little <laughs> less, so she she usually hits it before I yeah. do. But I do, I do. Yep, so, do you ever have this problem where like you're dusting something, right, and then five minutes later, just the dust is back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My nightstand every yeah. night. Yeah. It's it's like I I don't understand it because I'm like, well, I I used the thing and it like took out the dirt. Yeah. But why is it back? Yeah. <laughs> and this is so soon on there. So our first project of the night is actually called the Dustbender. Super props for the project creator. I hope they're an Avatar fan because that's just Dustbender. Cool. Yeah, Dustbender on there. And what it is is actually a way to remove those dust bunnies for good. Because what you do is you hook it up to your vacuum on there, and then it has an attachment where you can attach compressed air to it with a trigger on it. So you spray the dust with the compressed air and have the vacuum suck up the dust as it blows up uh, or blows and gets into the air. Um, it, it, so it so it's blowing it off and, and then, sucking and it up. And sucking it up. So you kind of have these dual designs away. So you see you attach the vacuum nozzle to the end of this and then the can attachment goes to the bottom and you can see how it just like you blow up the dust and it just gets sucked into the vacuum. It's, I am oh I like watching this video and I'm just bewildered. Like yeah, and it works too. He has a cool animated GIF of it working, um, where it's just sucking up the air right there. <laughs> I am wow. Like and it, you, and as far as I can tell, this is the only part that I'm a little um, unclear about. Is that I think it just accepts normal compressed air cans that you can buy at Walmart and stuff. Right, so you, right. don't, you don't even have to buy their branded one. I'm just, I'm a little weary because the way he inserts it, there's no cap on it. So I, I've never tried to take off the cap of a compressed air can, but I guess you can because he did it. Oh, like you maybe pop this the the, the fingertip sprayer yeah. off and pop yeah. it on there because you can huh. you can see him putting it together right here where he just slips that in. Yeah, and then you put the compressed air can on there. This. I, I have to give props to this guy for doing all the animated um, GIFs. They look good, man. They look, Cause, yeah. I mean, because it's to the point. You know what he's talking about. Um, you just say GIFs. I said GIF, but I said GIF earlier. I I try to as keep... Long, as long I, as you alternate. I, 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 that's what I try to do. People don't <laughs> notice it, but I do try to balance the two so that way people aren't angry about at me. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna, always going to be a GIF for me. No, you're right. Beautiful, beautiful. Well job. Do- and, like, double done. Yeah, I, I love this. Especially, this is the one I love it for. Is he uses it for computer cases, which... Have you ever con- cleaned oh. out a computer tower? Oh, it, you're just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was... So using this, this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm really like astounded at 
and, and what he's hitting, they're like nooks and crannies that even if you dusted any, it's just going to get yeah, spread it's just gonna out. Get back there, so you're just pulling it all. Like the vacuum is pulling it all, and I love it. Um, there's an, a little attachment thing too. So like, if the original nozzle's not long enough, you can attach it so it goes farther, and it and it like extends the compressed ant, can't the air too on there. So, so, th- so like you see on here, it's like the short stack. Right, right on there. Um, I don't know if there's a picture of it, but right here, this so this is an extender arm on that front part. So if nice. you can't reach close, you can add that extension onto it. Um, so I'm trying yeah. to figure out like what is the price point here? It looks like a nice little simple piece of plastic. Stamp it together, twenty bucks, twenty five, forty. Um, so if you get the early bird, it's twenty dollars. If you want to get it retail, it's forty. Um, okay okay so it's, not, it's not it's not too bad because what's he doing what he is doing and what he's using this money for is actually injection molding all the pieces because he's 3d printed everything it works now he just needs to take it to that next step to get it mass produce it yeah on there so um i I love it he's kind of like planned it out um, and if this is on thingiverse i would print yeah. one of these yeah on there so like i i i, I really like it he, you know he's he's working on so he has, I love it when they put graphics, especially pretty ones on here. So, yeah. so like, I mean, legal expenses, man, lawyers take a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> take my fist at them. Yeah. So you can see most of it is going for R&D and legal expenses on there. Um, and then 35K of it's going for manufacturing, um, 25 for marketing, and then strategic planning on there. Probably try to get those in stores and stuff. Um but I, I love this idea. Does this sound like something you'd use? Yeah, this totally does. It, it's like it's like the uh, the Floby, but instead of cutting hair, you're you're blowing up dust and sucking it up. <laughs> it's just yeah, I love I love the gun design. I think that's a fantastic idea. And I love how it works with your vacuum already. So you're hey, not you're like playing. buying a specific vacuum for it because I've seen those too, where you get those computer mm. vacuums and something like. Yeah, I yeah. But I got a vacuum. The, 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 I love the artwork, the design on this, the dust bunny that he has on that that uh, thumbnail. Yeah, this, this thing is awesome. Where it's like, they're ah. gonna eat you. Uh, yeah, that's the meanest, meanest bunny you'll ever see. And at five thousand dollars, I I think it's a reasonable. So, is it a back track or sack for you? It's a back for me. This is a totally okay, no brainer. This is a fantastic idea with uh, the right price point and great payback. So that's a yeah a back. Yeah, it's totally a back for me too because I. I love how he's designed it where you don't have to totally rely on him to get all the stuff where a lot of other places that are like, Oh yeah, that's how we're going to get our recurring income where this guy's like, nah, you probably like, I think you, he'll probably eventually send, sell his own compressed air cans, but he's like, you know, just use a normal one. The same, I just give you the design to make it work. Yep. Yeah. I like it a lot. All right. On to our next project. Speaking of CES, we've kind of talked about a project that we heard previews of um, yeah. this year at CES. This one you saw how long ago? <laughs> it was probably close to five years ago that I saw this project. Uh, it was it was I'm trying to remember the name. It started with an A, but it was a phone essentially. It was like an asterisk phone, and the big selling point of this new phone was that it had all of the cool processing power that you know all of our cell phones have nowadays. But it, you would buy it in a bundle with a keyboard that had a dock and a screen. And and I believe a mouse or maybe even a trackpad, but they those stayed together. So they were like a shell, right? A screen and a keyboard, and the processing power came from your uh, the phone. Mm-hmm. So it was this idea that the phone had a dual operating system, one that you could use touchscreen on the phone, and when you got to work, you'd pop it into this dock, and all of a sudden you had a desktop 
same you know same power same operating system yeah and, and and i mean like people don't realize it but the phones we have in our pockets are more powerful than some of the computers we were using yeah. like 10 15 years ago yeah they're amazing so i saw this clear back i think in probably 2010 2011 of ces and i remember thinking this is a you know this is wow this is kind of cool yeah, it's but called it, the andromium doc this this one's the andromium is what is yeah. this project the yeah. one i saw was backed by one of the one of the big phone companies and it just never and never materialized the price point was way too high it was like 400 500 for this idea so this project is called the superbook by andromium so check out the superbook this is essentially the same thing but it looks like a sexy little laptop with a full keyboard and i believe it's a 10 inch display like it is it's all there and all you have to do is dock your phone like you plug in your phone and they've built the software that opens up your Android and makes it fully productive. You can edit documents, you can browse the internet, answer emails, play video games, even write code on this larger screen. So so I have to ask, so is it just using the processor in the phone or is it doing like some of those Android docs where it kind of pushes a version of Android onto the screen um, and you're essentially just running the phone? The phone is, I know the phone is powering it, but there is... Uh, I think there's a little bit of a firmware software on on the machine itself, but it, it is. I think if that is it, because it uses it uses the phone's Wi-Fi and its um, Bluetooth and everything comes from the phone. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have an open they have an open source or an SDK at least for the machine itself. So I'm. This is a good question that you have asked. But I know that the the phone the phone does a lot. A lot of it. The Superbook doesn't have a whole lot of extra oomph. Uh, smart laptop shell gives you the screen, the keyboard, multi-touch trackpad, eight-hour battery, and phone charging capabilities. And then you get the full laptop experience when you plug it into your phone. So it's it's not doing much more than that. But think about it. Like, it's never out of sync. You don't save anything on a separate device. You don't save anything onto the Superbook. It just expands the interaction that you can have with your phone. I mean, I love this idea. And I just saw that you can actually, I think we covered a similar thing, but it didn't like take your, turn it into a computer, but it allowed you to mirror stuff. At the, least you, mirrored it, right? You, yeah. This you, one you can do that with the, uh, with the, a Mac or a PC too. I just saw that on the screen. So you can use this as your second display on your Mac. And, and um, you and I both know that sc- portable real screen, estate, right? screen real estate is really important. So I'm like, yes. hmm, if I yes. just had it for that, that'd be worth it to me. Yeah, this uh, to me the price point like ninety nine bucks is amazing. Ninety nine bucks is just unbelievable to have uh, a, a keyboard and a screen. Uh, they've got an update, an up. I think because they hit their mark already. In fact, they're well over their fifty thousand goal. They are at a million four hundred fifty thousand. Wow, they are cruising. Um, and I believe if you if you add in an extra thirty bucks, one of their stretch goals for thirty bucks was getting up to a ten eighty p screen because the original is not ten eighty p. But to me, it's just it's just kind of you could feasibly leave the uh, Superbook at a workspace or even have two of them, one in each, you know, work at home. And then that phone would become your your device. You're like one and only move around device. It's handy. Can, can I run Final Cut on this? If your phone can run Final Cut, <laughs> you would run Final Cut. Uh, it's actually only Android at this point. Um. Oh, sad. So, you know, sad, 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 sad for me, sad but for me. good for me. Cause... Right. 
on there. So what they've, I guess what they've written is just kind of like they, they're able to, to adjust the user interface. And so you plug in that Android and it's able to like display more like a desktop when it connects in. Anyway, the fact that I saw this years ago and it was just unwieldy and it didn't, it didn't catch on and it cost so much money. And then to see it now where somebody's kind of packaged it up, made it more, I don't know, more, more what we're used to, I guess, with laptop f- flavor and look and then put it in that $99 price range. That's amazing to me. That is why it is a back to me. And also the fact that it's already got a one and a half million. Oh yeah, dollars. yeah. They're like, I wouldn't be surprised by the time I publish this episode, there'll be over one and a half million dollars. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. I'm tempted to shell some money over right now. Ninety nine bucks. I mean, like even even ninety nine bucks for a second screen. Yeah, that's worth it already for me. And if I can use my phone on it, bonus. Well, yeah, you could you could uh, run around with this because I mean, this would be a slight upgrade from my Chromebook that I use for events and stuff. Or, mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Why not? So, I that it's definitely back for me. All right. So for our last project of the night, these, this is one that you guys voted. So we've kind of talked a little bit about work in terms of cleaning. Um, a little bit more fun with the superbook, but still kind of work oriented. It is work oriented, yeah, productivity. Because I I could see Drew like pulling this out and answering emails to his students, saying, Bork. "I'm on vacation. Leave me alone." Yes. I- <laughs> That's right. You can't spell collage. I mean, college. And you don't get to go to collage. College. So for our for our last project night, you guys voted for this. This is cool, Drew. I know you love playing puzzle games on the PS4. Oh, uh, oh like I love puzzles. PS4. How, how do you like doing like physical puzzles? You know, like kind of got to solve like those metal things where you got to yes disconnect yes, the, them. Where the rings are all interconnected, and it's like move this piece out. Yes, I <laughs> yeah. love those. Yeah. So how about this? How about a book? of puzzles and the only way you can actually turn the page is to solve the puzzle that's actually oh. on that page so that Tell is me. that is our last project tonight it's called codex Selenda. um on there sorry brad brady if i said that wrong um and it is a wood book that you have to solve each puzzle first before you can turn the page and it's kind of about your leonardo leonardo da vinci's assistant and you like accidentally start tinkering with his stuff and the goal is to get through this whole book before leonardo gets back and just you know chastises you for touching his stuff <laughs> it's the um, yeah the uh, sorcerer's <laughs> apprentice right yeah um on there what i love about it is like every page has a unique different puzzle um and there's like different runes and stuff you have to solve um, he actually shows you all of them. Like the first one is a mechanical iris, and you have to figure out how to um, open the vir- iris or w- what's keeping the iris from fully opening, so you can change it to the next page. So <laughs> that that sounds cool enough, right? Yes, I like this. So what he's looking for is raising money to actually buy the laser printer, so he can cut all of this. He's assembling them all by hand, and he does a smart thing too. You only can so you you only get the first five hundred people can actually buy an assembled one, but he is also selling an unassembled kit that you would build yourself. You would build yourself. The, so it's kind of a 50, 50 thing. So if you're like me and I like putting stuff together on there, that that's cool in itself, but it kind of takes a little bit away from the problem solving of the puzzles. Cause you see what, you know, the gears and the cogs and everything underneath. Yeah. But uh, what, what I think is cool is like, I could get it, put it together. That'd be fun for me. And then give it to somebody like drew and see if he can solve it. He figured it out. So you're getting like double the fun on there. And I do love that how he does offer both the um, unbuilt one and the built one. And he was smart enough to put a cap on the built one. I love what he wrote on there um, for the for the for the tip of the reason why they're only doing 500. 
because we're assembling the codices ourselves and not through an overseas manufacturer, we will have to limit the number of our assembled codices to a maximum of 500 total so we don't overpromise and end up putting ourselves in an early grave. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> even even five of these, 500, 500, 500 of these seems like a lot, but yeah. hey, they, they're planning on doing it. So I love this idea. Um, it's a really unique thing. I mean, leave that on your table and people will be asking you questions. Gosh, it's beautiful. Like, it just... This is like the perfect, like, fun office toy that just, you know, just something to talk, something to talk about. What is it? So, so what is it? Unassembled, it is about 125? 550. For an for, assembled early bird. Or 175 for an assembled early bird. Which I, oh, because they're already all gone. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd see people are probably like, that's expensive, but they're hand making all of these. Right. It's not right. like they're st- putting an assembly line together. They're purposely hand making it. And, I mean, the sole reason he put this together is he found out that there's kind of a matrix where there's your super expensive puzzles that are complex and intricate and stuff. And then your super simple ones where you solve it once and it's no fun anymore, right? Yeah, and he wanted yeah. to build something in the middle, and I love how he put the storybook idea together with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is amazing, and and even he has levels that are you know kind of thirty five dollar level to get the Codex coasters, or fifty five you get one one page, one page. choose a page, and it'll send it to you. So he's still allowing people. Maybe this is out of their price range for the full Monty. They still get to participate and and enjoy this. Ah, oh, this is so brilliant. Yeah, and uh, man, I'm like, you can get a personalized one. Oh, 225 and 30, all gone. That, 275. Yes, more at 275. So, what do you personalize then? Just like he'll etch something for you? Probably. I'd put night 20 on there. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> now that's going to, that's not going to, I say that. It's like, yeah, definitely back at KT. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to drop me some like spending money. This is, this is a brilliant, yeah, fun idea. So cool. And it's like, people are like, well, what a purpose is it? Like, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> don't have to be purpose like put this on your coffee table take it to your office like this is like a talking piece yeah and it, look, and it looks pretty too it's not like he just yeah. glued stuff together he you can tell each page he yeah. kind of carefully planned and tuned it so it turned out perfect this is this is back for me so, yeah. i'm gonna find a way that yeah this is definitely a back for me too um on there so that is all our regular projects um our next project is kind of a more hot topic related thing. So, Drew, do you play the Pokemons? I do. I'm a level 15 so, team mystic. It's so, true. So, because I remember you gave me weird looks when I was all excited that I was installing it because I installed it the day, like on the day we were recording. And, I think so. And I, and I, still, when I started, by the way, you, you, you were my gateway drug. Yeah. And l- like I said, I still have your, I still have Night 20 as a Pokemon on here. That's right. You named it. Pokemon. I, I named my first Pokemon Night Twenty after you, and it's uh, he's still there because partially you know, I can't what, find any Charmanders. But I'm well, go- you can't transfer him in. That's just yeah. I, that's I, just cool. yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yes. like boost them up. I'm gonna go because somebody told me there's a nest around us that's has all Charmanders. So I'm just gonna go get a whole bunch of Charmanders and make you like a level three thousand or something. There you go. Evolve <laughs> me. I'm not even going to evolve you. I'll just leave you at that. <laughs> just keep moving. That's, that's level 3,000 Charmander. But, so, if you guys haven't played the game, part of the game is you need to throw a Pokeball at the Pokemon for you to catch them. Yeah. And accuracy yep. is important, right? Yep. I call it flipping balls. So, and somebody will say, what do you do today? And I said, I flip balls all day. So, like, have, have you had the problem where it kind of just, like, curves or you just miss and you're just wasting Pokeballs? Uh, I have run out of Pokeballs, like, three or four times. I even, and I never do this... But I broke down and bought Pokeballs. Oh, you're 
second person I know that's done that. I, I do, and I never do that. And you I found myself you in-app purchased. I was exactly. I never do that. I had to go turn on in-app purchase so I could get that done. <laughs> but I was downtown Disney walking, and they were everywhere. Everything's a pokey stop in downtown Disney. Everybody's <gasps> playing, and everything had lures on it. Uh, you know, there pokies everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, and so like, Peach was Peach was really irritated, but I bought oh, balls. She, does, she doesn't play. <laughs> no, the girls play with me though. That's fun. <laughs> oh, she she wasn't excited that you got balls. No, it's really no. sad. That's really sad. Not her, not, she don't love that. <laughs> okay, so our, to, our, the, our, to the sack. <laughs> yeah, our yeah balls and sack. Wow, um, our sack of the week <laughs> is called Poke Case, and it's a way for you to never miss another Pokemon. So what it is is it's a clear plastic case you put on your iPhone, I believe. Right? It doesn't even go on Androids. And it has a hole that's cut out that's perfectly. So if you slide your finger along that while you're trying to catch a Pokemon, you have the perfect throw every single time. Uh, uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's a, it's a fair this idea. Is such, this is like the most fad like thing because let's be honest. Somebody took one of those clear iPhone cases that you put the, to cover your back, turned it around and cut a slit in it. <laughs> Stick this on your phone and run this on your finger this way. Yeah, and my question is, how are you supposed to unlock the phone and stuff? And, like, imagine the process that you have to go to actually get this on. You either, like, have to flip it around or leave a second thing in your pocket. And then when you're ready to catch a Pokemon, you unlock your phone, get it down there, and then slap this thing on. And then you start sliding. There's got to be a quicker, like, guide. Like, if that's the whole goal, to have, like, the finger guide for swiping. Yeah. It's got to be a quicker and easier way than this. And the other question is, how are you supposed to tap on the Pokemon? Like, so in between each Pokemon, you're going to have to take the case off, tap on the next Pokemon, put the case back on, and then start sliding your finger again. Is it worth it at that point? I'm trying to figure out. It shows one of these gifts. He shows, like, touching different parts of it. But yet, what's the point of putting the side if it's all touchable? Yeah, I just, I don't understand. There's a lot that we don't understand on this one, but this is certainly a sack because it wasn't like it's it's such necessary. a fad thing because we all yeah. know pokemon go is like on the downturn right now yeah well, yeah i mean it's already it's already burned hot and who knows how long it'll last but i can't see this case being the answer sorry yeah and uh, you know um I'm, I'm a little worried too because he, he's he's looking for a thousand backers <laughs> Mm, five thousand dollars to to make cases with holes for a seven dollar case. There's a reason why manufacturers sell them for like fifteen in stores. And stuff. <laughs> it takes that much. Same, buddy. Oh, this is great. He has a website called PokeCase.us. It redirects back to. <laughs> so that annoys me so badly because um, you get, you guys might not know this, but every time we post an episode. I make a conscious effort to go email each of the project creators. And when they do that and they don't put an email on their Kickstarter page, they don't get an email. <laughs> well, I'm not sure <clears throat> Pokey Case with the sack of the week wants to hear from us. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying contact information is always good. So on there. So that is the sack of the week. And <laughs> that, my friends, is another episode of the KickCast. Um Drew, I really don't know where the time ever goes on here, but I love doing the show with you. Um, 
What are you doing before you have to go back to the drudgery of teaching? <sighs> I, I, I shouldn't say that because I know you love teaching. I do love teaching. But I don't think you like going through the steps to get to the teaching point. Right. It's, it's the red tape around it. But I do uh, – not only am I excited about getting back to teaching, I have a really light load this semester. Light, light. light. So I have extra days off. <laughs> oh, you're only teaching eight classes instead of yeah. ten. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll have some time to, to uh, continue working with my live streaming stuff with Facebook, Vidpresso, so that'll be fun. And I'm going back into a newly renovated space. So new light system, new lighting grid, new podcasting studio. Like, I'm, I'm pretty excited to play with those things, but I don't even get to see them until first day of school, assuming they hit their deadline. Yeah, can we, can, we, should just, we should make a video of us just, like, touring around the new place and playing with all yes. the goodies. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, that would be fun. That first week, we should come up. You should come up and play oh, with all the new things yeah. that I have. Yeah, That'd be awesome. And then we'll have your students, and then we'll critique them how bad they're. That is a terribly framed shot. You did not capture the joy in my face properly. <laughs> I love this. I love this idea. So yeah. So between now and then, I am just relaxing. I am just trying to do as little as possible. Just hanging out with the kids. Still going on poker walks. Yep. Catching some Pokemons on there. Yep. So make sure you stay tuned to Drew's adventures. You know, you never know when he's going to hit the road next. So twitter.com slash night 20 K N I T E two zero on there. Um, I have it bookmarked. So yeah. <laughs> so you can always see what I'm up to. <laughs> so if you guys have any suggestion for projects, sacks of the week, um, or want to do a kick shout, shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net. Or you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash kickcast. Or you can tweet us, like I said, night20 for Drew, KT Data for myself. They both start with K's. K's. Or at kickcast for the show. Also a K. Yep. Um, on there. And of course, I didn't do that on purpose. Guys. KKK. Um, <laughs> you can check out the show notes at kickcast.net. Um, our next episode will be, what is it, August 16th? Um,